This week's episode is titled The Pivot Year, and I got the inspiration for this episode because I'm thinking to myself, hey, we've made it into the new year, it's 2024, but we are in the last week of the beginning of the new year. And so many times we start off our new years with our new year's resolutions, what we're going to do, our goals. But do we ever think about what didn't work out in the year prior? Do we ever think about our failures? Do we ever think about changing direction? And is what we're doing right now really working out for us? So that's why I said, you know what, this book is the perfect book to speak on to talk about pivoting in the new year. So what the book is about by Brianna Weiss is a guide to navigating the challenges and transitions of young adulthood. But actually, you don't have to be a young adult. This applies to anyone. With practical advice and personal antidotes, it offers insights on finding direction, embracing change, and building a fulfilling life. Um, it also goes on to say, this is a little synopsis, if you're in a pivot year, if you're still bridging the space between where you are and where you want to be, remember that the person you're becoming is already within you. The journey is convincing your mind to act consistently on what your heart already knows it wants to do. So for example, in my business, my life coaching business, Speaking Frankly Coaching Service, I act as a guide for my clients. I am not telling them what to do, how to do it, why to do it, when to do it, what time to do it. They already know. Nine times out of 10, people already know what it is they want, what their heart's desires, uh, what mistakes that they've made. They just need a guide. So this is what that book is. So in today's episode, I would like to talk about the pivot year and three ways to do that in love, in life, and in pain. And also, I want to talk about falling forward, failing forward, and what that really means. So sit back, relax, and let's get into this now. There's a quote by Nelson Mandela, and he says this, do not judge me by my successes. Judge me by how many times I fell down and got back up again. So talking about failing forward, falling forward, sometimes failure is our greatest teacher in life. I don't know about you, but I know for me, most recently, to give you a little funny story, um, you know, I'm still working on some creative things, which is really what fuels me in life. Um, but additionally, I also have my coaching service business, which I love and adore as well. Um, but you know what? Sometimes we get in our heads and we think we need another piece. We need something else in addition to what we already have. And sometimes you don't. The reality is if you're doing something, it's working out, stay on that path, right? And then we go off track, we, we derail ourselves and we get into some mess that we have no business getting into. I say all that to say this. I recently, right after the Christmas holidays, took a little job. I'm not going to say where my close friends and family already know. Okay. And let me just say this first, a disclaimer, no job out there is beneath anybody. Okay. Let's just say that it might be beneath 
what you need to be doing in your life as far as your education, your skill set, you know, what you have to offer, offer, but no job is beneath anyone. If it pays the bills and takes care of you and your family, then it's all good. Okay. I just want to say that. But that being said, it definitely is not something that is in alignment with where I'm trying to go or what I'm trying to do. Um, I was on that job probably a week before I realized what in the hell am I doing? Like, this is craziness. Absolute craziness. It is in no way, shape or form going to help me in my life and what I'm trying to accomplish at this point. But I can tell you this, I can look at it as a failure because I quit within a week, (laughs) but I don't. You know what it did? It encouraged me even more to work on what I'm trying to get out in 2024. It really fueled me because it got me to thinking, I don't ever want to feel like that. I don't want to feel trapped. The thing I value the most in life is freedom. And that is certainly not the road to freedom. It's not creative. It's not conducive to any form of creativity at all. Um, So that being said, I could say that was a failure for me, but it wasn't. What it did was it refocused me and it recharged me to do what it is I feel that God put me here to do. And it certainly wasn't that. So what I'm saying to you people is we're going to get derailed in life. We are going to fall off track. We're going to get into some nonsense sometimes that we have no business doing. But what that does is don't beat yourself up too long. You fall down, you know, you dust yourself off and you get back up. And what you say to yourself so that it doesn't become a failure is, what did I learn from that? What did I learn from that mistake? And that is what failing forward is. That is what falling forward is. There's a quote from Eric Rise, and it says this, a pivot is a change in strategy without a change in vision. So any of my people out there who are creatives, you definitely understand this quote on a deeper level because you're going to have to pivot in a new direction. You just are at some point in time and you're going to see, you know what? I don't think this is working out. Does that mean that you scrap your entire plan, your entire vision? No, it just means you have to take a new approach. Don't change your vision. You know, don't change the big picture. You're just going to change the little minute details to get you to your end goal. That being said, I want to get into the three ways to pivot in love, life, and in pain. And this is straight from your girl, Janae Frank, speaking frankly. I'm not finding this research on any article or anything like that. This is coming straight to you from the heart. So in life, um, Pivoting is inevitable because what is pivot? Pivot is nothing more than a change. And the thing that we can count on in this life more than anything else is that things are going to change and that everything in life is temporary. And for some people, change is scary. For me, I actually am one of those people that enjoys change. Um, I don't want to say that I get bored easily because I don't ever think that I'm a bored person. I think people that get bored easily are boring. But I like new and exciting adventures. I like changing jobs. Um, and I've had 50 million different jobs, you know. <laughs> I've done 
every possible thing imaginable. And in all of those experiences, I have taken away valuable lessons. Um, so as far as pivoting in life, my advice is just understanding that you have to listen to your gut instinct. You have to listen to your intuition. You know when it's time to change a job. You feel it. You feel stuck. You feel like you're not learning anything new. You feel like it's not making you a better person. And I think when you feel those three things, probably any area of life, you know it's time to make a change. And again, like I said, a lot of people, they stay stuck because it's scary. They don't know what the next step is going to be. And sometimes you just have to step out on faith and understand that if things are bad right now, you know what? If you're down in the valley, the only way you probably have to go is up. So have faith, believe in yourself and step out into change and pivot. Um, I think I've shared this on other podcast episodes before, but in 2019, I had a lot going on with health and relationship and and love life pain and everything in between and particularly with career. And I just was not happy with what I was doing. I was a job coach at the time. And as much as I love my students and adore them, I just knew that God had something bigger in store for my life. And I felt that I had learned everything that I needed to learn um, from being humbled in that role because it was a humbling experience. You know, I went from being a HR, um, you know, associate manager, you know, I was a director in recruiting at one point in time to being a stay-at-home mom for years and years and years to subbing at my kid's school, which then turned into being an aide, a paraprofessional for children with special needs, um, and then a job coach in 2019. And it's a fulfilling role. It's an important role, but it was a role that I knew I had outgrown. And it was something that I knew I had to step out on faith. I had no other plan. I had been out of the market for so long as far as being in human resources, and I had no idea what I was going to do, but I knew that I could no longer do that soul-crushing job every day. And really, it was soul-crushing based upon um, the powers that be, right? It was very political, and um, a lot of the teachers just don't treat AIDS all that well. I got to I just got to tell the truth and shame the devil. They really don't. They don't care that you have a degree or what you've done. They look at you as you're a servant to them. And I was not having that anymore. And I had to step out on faith. That being said, so I did exactly what that quote said. You don't have to have your entire plan written down and know step-by-step step what you're going to do. You just have to do a little bit of a change in strategy, right? Your end vision, your end goal is, hey, I want freedom. I want to be more creative. Whatever it is, you have the big vision, the big picture in mind. You just have to do small little pieces on your part and step by step, things will start falling into place. And so for me, I made a big leap of faith by just quitting. I remember I quit um, 2019 in December at Christmas break, because I knew we were going on a break and I figured that will give the school enough time to replace me because I didn't want to leave them in a lurch, you know, um, and I didn't want to leave the students in a lurch. But 
I also knew I had to get away from that environment. And then, you know what? God moves in mysterious ways, right? Because what happened? A couple months later, the global pandemic hit and everybody was at home anyway. So it just kind of worked out where I had time to really focus on what it is that I wanted to do. And I took small steps towards doing that. And that meant me, you know, creating this Facebook page where I was getting out my writing, creating a blog, and then eventually doing this podcast of what I'm doing today. And so I started to move in the direction that I wanted to go in my life. I felt like, hey, I've raised my kids. I have been successful in so many other avenues. It's now time to focus on me, you know, and focus on my successes instead of focusing on my children and focusing on all these other things, I decided I'm going to focus on me and then the rest is history. So that's my advice as far as pivoting in life. Now, as far as love is concerned, love is more challenging to pivot because I think that's the area where people have the most trouble, you know, breaking patterns, breaking unhealthy habits, getting away from toxic people, or understanding that they themselves have toxic traits that they need to uh, break. They need to um, heal old traumas, wounds from childhood, um, and patterns of behavior that is causing them to attract toxic people into their lives. And so that's where I come into play as far as what I do as a relationship life coach. So not only can I help people with their career, because I was in HR, I know how to help you do your resume. I know what you need to say in an interview. I know even career strategy and placing yourself in the, the right places at the right time with the right people, networking, that whole piece. I got that down to a pat. But the love part is the most challenging part where I talk to my clients about identifying things within themselves right now that is causing them to make the poor decisions that they're making in their lives. Um, the best advice that I have with pivoting with a relationship is a quote by Bob Marley. And it says this, um, it says, the biggest coward of a man is to awaken the love of a woman without the intention of loving her. And I know so many females out there, clients and friends and the whole nine yards who have had a cowardice man, you know, awaken, awaken love in them. And they had no intentions of loving her. And it's hokey dokey and it's corny and cliche to say, but the greatest love of all is love of self. And when you build yourself up, you know, you're not so apt to have these vultures, you know, in you, in your life. It's almost as if people who are preying on you, preying on the weak, they can sense it. They can sense when you don't have a strong sense of self and, and self-worth and self-confidence and belief in yourself. It's like they can smell the blood in the water and predators out there, I'm sorry, men, but you know, I'm getting on y'all right now. There's a lot of predators out there. Okay. There's predators, men and women, but we're, we're going to talk about men right now. Okay. And we're going to say that you have to build your self love up so strong that, you know, no matter what happens in the world, if people, if you're rejected, if somebody leaves you, if whatever happens, you know, that you're going to be all right. And that it's just a few minor steps 
of pivoting. That doesn't mean it's going to not be hard or challenging or even life shattering, but you know that you're going to be all right. There's another quote that I found on Instagram at one.spiritual and it said this, being a rare individual means coming across many hands that are eager to touch you, but are afraid to hold you. And I just thought that was so profound and so deep because there are so many people out there that want to touch you in a sexual way or, you know, whatever it is, you know, they're shallow. They want your resources. They want your clout. They want to be adjacent to you. They want to align to you and get you know, your cup is running over and they want that, whatever way that could mean. Um, it's just self-serving to them. But when it comes down to it, they don't have your back. They're not there to hold you, to support you when things fall apart. They're not there for, for the hard part of life. You know, they're just there to get what they can get and get gone. And that can be in intimate relationships. That can also be with family members. That can also definitely be with friends. And so pivoting is so important. And I'm at a space and a time in my life where I protect my peace. And how do I do that? You have to have strong boundaries and you have to limit people's access to you. And for so long, I think I was a people pleaser. And I think I'm just admitting this now. I think you know, there's always a smile on my face. And, you know, I like to have a good time. I like to laugh. I like to have fun. But people take your kindness for weakness. And then when people piss me off, I come out a funny bag and then people are always devastated. And oh my gosh, I can't believe Janae, you know, cut me off. Let me tell you something cut people off. I know there's a lot of talk about matching energies and all this kind of stuff. No, don't match people's raggedy ass energy. Don't do that. Don't lower your standards. Don't lower your vibe, your frequency, yourself. You know, like Michelle Obama said, when they go low, we go high. Yeah. I'm not going low with people anymore. What you do is you cut that negativity off. You cut the head off of the snake period. That is the best way to deal with toxic people in your life. And just also understand that even in friendship, sometimes, you know, there's going to be, you know, we talk about and we hear about the 80-20 rule. Yeah, no person out there is perfect. You know, we're all people, human beings on this earth, having a human experience, trying to do the best that we can with what it is that we have and healing childhood wounds and traumas and things that have happened to us, things that we don't speak about. We're all doing the best that we can, but you have to understand that grace only goes so far. Okay. You know, I know someone in my life that speaks about grace quite frequently. And let me tell you, 2024 for me is the year of accountability. 2024 is I'm going to make you stand on how you treated me. Okay. That doesn't mean I'm going to match your energy, but don't come call in after, you know, you've done some foul stuff or you never give back, you know? So you have to recognize that you have to recognize when you're putting in, putting in, putting in, and you're never getting anything back because any relationship, I don't care what relationship it is. It needs to be reciprocal at some point in time. And how do I use, I like to use the word 
ROI. That's a business term for return on investment. And if you are not getting your return on investment, ladies, let me tell you, get gone, get to step in or have whoever it is in your life, get to step in. Because there's three things, ladies, that we need in relationships for it to be meaningful and for it to work. And those three C's are you need commitment, you need care and concern, and you need consistency. And really, that goes for a friendship as well. And there are going to be times, like I said, where you'll have lulls and you'll feel like, hey, I'm giving, I'm giving, I'm giving, you know, but at some point you have to receive or you need to cut your losses, whatever type of a relationship that may be. You need to make the pivot. You need to make the change. I'm sure you all have heard that love doesn't come in confusion, calamity, and chaos. Love comes in clarity and calmness. You know, and I think so many of us are addicted to excitement and um, drama and it can almost become like a drug where we, you know, we get fuel off of it, you know, and our cortisol levels stay just, you know, going. And we think that that drama and that excitement is, is love and it's not, it is not, I promise you it is not. So, you know, Additionally, I want to make this statement too. I don't want to say, hey, just cut people off for any little thing that they do. Three strikes, you're out. It's a done deal. That's not what I'm saying. I do believe in grace. I do believe in forgiveness. I do believe in communication and working through things. But we all know that's where that intuition, that's where that discernment, um, you know, that gut instinct comes into play that sometimes you have to realize and, and understand the reality of somebody, the nature of who they are. And some people don't have the ability to change or pivot because they don't want to, or they don't deem you valuable enough to change or pivot and make the necessary changes to keep you in their lives. And that's where you have to use your discernment to understand, okay, I have shown them grace. I have shown them forgiveness. I have tried to communicate my needs, desires, wants, whatever it may be. And if you keep being met with resistance and, um, you know, whatever it is, confusion and chaos, that's when you have to understand that, okay, this person is not going to pivot for me to work to strengthen this friendship, relationship, whatever it may be. And that's when you have to just release them, release them on their own recognizance. That doesn't mean it has to be a, a dramatic declaration of independence. You know, I rarely do declarations of independence anymore where you tell somebody what they did, how they did you wrong, you know, write an email, all that kind of stuff. I used to be involved in all of those types of shenanigans in back in the days, right? Because I'm a very expressive person. I'm a writer. You know, I want to get out my feelings, my emotions and let you know how I feel. These days, you know what, people who you need to express yourself to over and over and over and over again, oh, they hear you. They just don't care. And that's when you have to understand that at a certain point, communication is meaningless. You just have to cut ties and save your energy. So that's what I have to say about the love piece. Additionally, I would also say this, you know, we talk a lot about the 80-20 rule and that you're going to, as long as you're getting 80% of what you want and need in a relationship, a partner, a friendship, 
then you should be okay. But I don't believe that, you know, um, what I believe is that you need to get whatever your love language is. So this is what I mean by that. Say, for example, my love language is words of affirmation and physical attention. Let's just say that. Um, and then my partner is only showing me acts of service. Um, then it doesn't matter that I'm getting 80% of what I need in the relationship everywhere else because the heightened thing for me is the physical touch and the words of affirmation. So be mindful, people, men and women out there, that you're finding someone that gives you what exactly it is you need for your 80%. Because those numbers will significantly get thrown off if they're showing you 80% of what their love language is, right? And that's where we get into problems. And that's why communication is key. So understand that, yes, you can show love and grace and mercy and forgiveness and all of these things, but there comes a point where you realize that, okay, I've done all that I can do and you don't want to change who you are, the essence of who you are. You want to make yourself better in the areas that you can improve upon things, you know, but ultimately you have to be who you are in this world. And so conversely, that means you need to find someone who loves you exactly the way that you are without trying to change you. So make that pivot when that pivot is necessary. And believe me, you will know. Last but certainly not least, I want to talk about pain and knowing when to pivot in painful moments of our lives. Pain is an indicator to us that something is wrong. So do not run, do not hide, do not shy away from pain. Actually lean into it. Because again, like I said, even if you fall down, you hurt your knee, your pain in your knee is alerting you that you need to fix something. You need to make it better. You need to, um, you know, put on some medication. You need to put on a bandaid. You need to go see the doctor, whatever it is. It is a guide to show us that something is not right in our lives. So speaking of pain in relationships, or if you're on a job or you're just trying to change anything in your life, use it as focusing. Hey, I am not enjoying this. I am, you know, most of the time feeling a certain kind of way. You know, it should be a guide. There's going to be pain in our lives. Things are not going to always be perfect. But if you are feeling that you're in a painful situation, a majority of, of your life, 80% of your days are filled with painful experiences that is a sign that you are in fact in the wrong friendship, in the wrong relationship and or in the wrong job and that you need to fix it is as simple as that people, as simple as that. So I hope that this episode helped you as far as love life pain and maybe next time I'm going to talk about everything in between. But the last thing I wanted to leave you with was this, you know, for me with this podcast episode, it is going on three years in February that Speaking Frankly podcast has been out there on the airwaves around the world. And it is simply a miracle and a blessing. And I'm so grateful to have had 
this platform. I truly, truly am. It was a friend of mine, a sorority sister in Houston, Texas. Shout out to you. You know who you are, who inspired me to do this. And it has served in so many ways for me to speak frankly, to get out things in me, to not only help people, but in helping people, it helps myself. And also give a platform to people to advertise their businesses, um, whatever those may be. And I thank you to everyone who has come on to Speaking Frankly podcast to talk about your creative ventures, to talk about your jobs, your professions, your careers, the loves of your life. And especially shout out to Shady J, one of my besties in life my partners in crime, to just talk mess and nonsense, but also deep things about love, life, pain, and everything in between. I am making a pivot this year. And so my last podcast episode for Speaking Frankly will be in February, you know, and I'm going to celebrate those three years because to be on a podcast for that long in such a saturated market has been nothing short of a miracle, truly. And to do numbers that I'm doing and be better than the average podcast is something you could have never, I could have never imagined. But I am pivoting because I realized that I feel I have said what I needed to say and I'm moving on in a new direction. And so I've been feeling that kind of tug for quite some time now. And I know it is time to move in a new direction. So you know, I'm not going to be fearful. I'm going to take a leap of faith, but I am grateful for what I have learned, you know, through having Speaking Frankly podcasts. Um, so I want to leave you with this quote, and it's from Pablo Picasso, and it says this, the meaning of life is to find your gift. The purpose of life is to give it away. So I feel like I have found my gift. My gift is in writing. It's in giving advice and counsel through my business, Speaking Frankly Coaching Service. And uh, like many of you know, I am writing a book and I'm going to give it away, you know, and those who need to hear it, I hope find it. So thank you for listening to Speaking Frankly Podcast, for supporting me for the last three years. Speak Frankly Always, signing off your life coach and your writer, Janae Frank. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you again for listening to this week's episode, The Pivot Year. You can find everything Speaking Frankly related, the blog, the podcast, and my coaching business at www.janaefrank.com. And also you can follow me on Instagram at Frank. Make sure you speak frankly always. Thank you again for listening, reading the whole nine yards. I appreciate you sincerely. Take care. I wanted to add a little PS, a little postscript to this episode. Pivoting is not just about redirecting when it comes to, hey, this strategy is not working out. It's also about knowing when to move. There's a quote and they say it's from the universe or it's from God. And it says, I had to make you uncomfortable. Otherwise, you never would have moved. And so understanding your place in, in time and space and people's relationships, knowing when chapters are over. People love to talk about there's a season, a reason and a lifetime 
while people are in our lives and understanding when that time is over. The worst thing that you can do for yourself and for other people is staying, you know, overstaying your welcome. It's not leaving the party. When people are tired of you, they're ready for you to go home, understand when it's time to go. So pivoting is critical in your success, not only in your job, not only in your life, but most importantly with self-love. That's it. That's all. Take care.